Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Walrus Audio. They want us to read this message. Throughout the years, we have been inspired by sounds created by our favorite artists. The perfect breakup on an overdrive, a thick, punchy distortion, an endlessly sustained reverb, a self-oscillating delay. Walrus Audio is a collective of artists, musicians, and engineers attempting to find the balance between art and performance in sound manipulation. It is our goal to make guitar effects that are as interesting to play as they are to look at. Starting with recreating as a bass and innovation as our trajectory, our attempts have been to highlight the functions that we would want to manipulate to find the particular sounds that inspire us. Through many years of late night breadboarding sessions, circuit problem solving, you almost did it, and Steve. sonic tweaking, we have come up with a range of guitar pedals as versatile as they are functional. Check out our full lineup at walrusaudio.com. You almost did a clean read. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> This is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you are listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, training, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast, where this time we're just talking about ads. Ads only. Whole episode, guys. Ad-a-so. Let's get straight into it. We, have we just lost ad. like 500 listeners. We have an ad right here. 2000 Kramer, Imperial Explorer, $500 in Lemon Grove, San Diego, California. Yeah, this guy looks like he's from Lemon Grove. This guy is incredible. This guy looks like Uncle Rico. <laughs> from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Coach would have put me in the game. We would have won state. He's got jeans with holes. He Are has got holes? a uh, shirt that is halfway buttoned up so you can see his chest and his necklaces. Yes, sick necklace, bro. Yeah. You can see uh, uh, you can see that he is making devil horns with both hands. That's to match the devil girl on his Kramer Explorer. <laughs> he wants 500 bucks for this thing. Uh, it says nice axe upgraded with a 36 anniversary, uh, 36 anniversary issue Demarzio PAF with hard shell case. Call for details. The guitar is neon yellow, totally 80. This is perfect for my poison cover band. Uh, <laughs> or your uh, yeah, totally like Poison or Motley Crue or whatever like 80s shreddy thing you're doing. Although it doesn't have a Floyd. This is a hardtail. How am I going to get all those sweet licks? I remember when these were on the market. This is a guitar that never sold in any stores that I was aware of. Right. Uh, Somewhere along the line, Gibson bought the Kramer brand. Yeah. And and was selling uh, these kind of like import versions of Kramers that were actually really cheap, like in the $300 to $400 range through a website called Musicio that was owned completely by Gibson and would sell a variety of products that they owned but weren't Gibson products. Huh. Um, so I would spend a lot of time looking at that website just because everything was really cheap and really flashy and crazy looking. These things... Uh, it's good that he changed the pickups though because the, these things originally came with uh, quad rails. Oh, yeah? Which is... Two hot rails slammed together in a humbucker size, which to me doesn't make any damn sense. I've never, uh, I mean, I guess the whole thing with the quad rail, it was like, hey, I have this humbucker that's like, I don't know, like a 13K pickup. And I've got this other humbucker that's like, I don't know, a 13K pickup. Uh-huh. Let's put them in series 
So we can make a 26K, like this ultra, ultra high output pickup. Yeah, just stupid. That sounds like a great idea, guys. From all reports of people who had bought these guitars, it just sounded like those pickups were just mud. Like there's nothing you could do with them that didn't sound like mud. If that's what you were looking for, it was great. If you didn't want just full muddy, mushy sound, yeah. then it was awful and you had to change those pickups. It's just a stupid idea. Uh, love the color of this thing, though. This neon, the neon yellow. yellow. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. It's it's a little too bright for me. Well, yeah, it's not your style, but I I could I could see myself rocking this. I could have rocked this back in the YFB days. Yeah, for sure. Worked. I'm still kind of bummed that we never got like matching guitars in that. We wanted to get those Steinburners. Remember that? Yeah, but I was playing five string at the time, and that was a four. If only you had been playing four string, man. I could have gone back. We should have. We would have looked so good. So good. Oh, man. Because we would wear all white. Yeah. And ties. And then freaking matching bright red Steinbrenners. Yeah. Were they red? I thought they were white. No, they were red, man. Did you just say Steinbrenner? Yeah, I messed it up. Like the guy who used to own the Yankees? I have no idea. (laughs) Sports. Sports. Okay, what's our next ad? All right, Steve? our next ad is a 1978 Aria Pro 2, $300 in Mira Mesa. I never saw this ad. My wife uh, showed me this ad. All right, so the reason I'm picking this ad is because I think this is the same guitar that was previously in Escondido for like $200. Oh, really? Or maybe it's $250. I don't know. Uh, but I was interested in it, or maybe it was $300 in Escondido and it just happened to move down to Mira Mesa. Um, anyway. We're talking about places in San Diego because in addition to being a guitar podcast, you can learn all about San Diego geography from yeah, us. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar podcast slash the San Diego geography podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, I'm going to read this ad because this guy, I think, you know what? I think this person bought this guitar or they just happened to have one that was identical to the one that was in Escobedo. Or they moved. Well, here's the reason that I don't think it's the same person is because there's a lot more information in right. this ad than there originally was. So up for sale, an Aria Pro 2 three-quarter scale guitar. Yes, it's bright pink. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I was going to ask that question. I'm glad you answered yeah, it. Yeah, no, it is bright. Is this guitar bright pink? I'd like to know. Yeah. Uh, I've spent a couple hours looking through old Aria catalogs on the internet and I can't find anything about this specific model. That's actually why I didn't go after this guitar because I could not find any information. I had no idea how old it was. Mm. So, um, what I do know, this guitar was produced in Japan in 1978 and has the date stamped on the bridge. This guitar is absolutely original and is super clean. No scratches or blemishes in the finish. The tuning pegs stay perfectly in tune. Brass hardware and brass nut for a three-quarter scale guitar. This thing sounds amazing. As it is, it sounds better than my LP studio. I bought this guitar from the original owner who says she hasn't touched it since around 1985. I should have sent an email. uh, (laughs) Because that's all the information I really wanted to know. I spent some time cleaning up the fretboard, fixed the intonation, and gave it a proper setup. uh, The first proper setup of its life. This thing is ready to go. It comes with this original Aria case. My price is $300, but I'm open to reasonable offers and trades. The pictures won't lie. This guitar is sweet. I just really don't have a use for a three-quarter scale guitar, which that would kind of be the same issue I would run into. Sure. Though a three-quarter scale Les Paul is kind of like a neat... This is a Les Paul style, like a single-cut Aria. 
This thing looks legit to me. Yeah. The hardware on it looks really beefy. It looks like some kind of actually well thought out model. Like, look how the there's a little bit of a cutout in the wood for the knobs and stuff like that. Yeah. This is like a premium version of an Aria. Well, the, back this is back in the Matsumoko factory days. Yeah. When, I mean, if you bought... I don't want to say any, but I would say the majority of the surviving Matsumoko factory guitars are like great going to be great guitars yeah totally we're talking the whole like lawsuit yeah. era we're talking about aria aria pro 2 greco bernie uh tokai like all of these companies i've been as i think were all being made in the matsumoko plant yamaha might have also been in that plant uh-huh. i'm not 100 percent sure so yeah this is a this this is a really cool looking uh instrument um and this short is, scale guitars can be a ton of fun yeah i believe this is related to the uh r they call it the re60 or the pe60 depending on what catalog gear you look at i think by uh-huh. like in the early 70s it was like or in, rather sorry in like 1978 it would have <laughs> been like the pe60 but i want to say in the 80s they changed that uh you know a lot more about this than I do. So when this ad originally came up from the woman who was selling it uh, in another part of town, I did the same thing this guy did and like tried to find it in every Aria catalog that I could find. Uh-huh. I, I went through and I wasn't just trying to find it. I was like trying to match hardware. I never found another guitar that they did this finish in. The uh, inlays on this are what they call like cloud, referred to as cloud inlays. Uh huh. Uh, they're kind of like just a funky shape. Interesting. Um, they do look from this picture. They do look interesting and weird. Yeah, they're. It's just a really cool guitar. There's another one of these. There's a full scale Aria Pro Two in another part of town right now. The guys got it up for five hundred. Um, but these guitars are definitely in that category. Of cheap players, of guitars. cheap players, guitars that are going to be generally like fantastic, uh, fantastic playing guitars. The one weakness of the Japanese factories has always typically been the electronics. Yeah. So I don't know how the pickups might be on this, but everything else, like I would expect this to be a great playing guitar. I mean, you take out the bridge pickup, you slam in exactly what you want, and this guitar is going to be like just maybe you great. put in a quad rail. Yeah, put in that quad rail from your Kramer. Uh, from your neon yellow Kramer and this thing's ready to scream, right? Ah! <laughs> but short scale guitars can be a lot of fun, especially if you're a strummer. If you're in a place where you're strumming a lot. Yeah. Uh, they can be really strummy. If you're playing lead, the nice thing about short scale is that because of the short scale, the strings are going to be looser, which means you can throw beefy, beefy strings on these things and right. they will have similar tension to a lighter string. And that's always what I've really enjoyed about my Duo Sonic, which is I think that's three quarters, isn't it? I don't know. It's the Duo Sonic is really it's short, a short scale. scale, for sure. This, like, you could throw thirteens on this probably, and it would play just as easy as your guitar that you have nines on, uh, just because of the scale difference. So they call this a three quarter scale guitar, but it probably isn't. A true three-quarter scale guitar. Does it be- say the inches? Because that would make it a eighteen-inch, yeah, uh, scale. It's but probably like a twenty-two or something. It's probably like a little smaller body, and uh, but with the, so part part of me thinks like, oh, maybe this guy's a Fender guy, 
And so because it's that like three quarters of an inch shorter, if it's like a Gibson style length, oh, yeah. that he thinks it's three quarter scale. No, it looks small to me. Look at the how far apart the pickups are. And the, oh, so, yeah. the size of them compared to the guitar, you know, it yeah, looks like a, true. it looks like a small guitar. I I'm guessing it's probably like a 22 or 24 inch scale. That's a big uh, jump. Um, and it's maybe it's just like a tiny body. Sure, but it looks great. The pink looks great. The hardware looks great. I think it's a great looking guitar for three hundred bucks. I don't care if the guy bought it for 200 and is trying to flip up. That's yeah. Congratulations, dude. Good luck. Good. Yeah. Good job on your flip up. If, if you can sell it, it's still up, I think. So who knows? But whoever gets this, as long as they appreciate a short sale guitar, I think they're going to really enjoy this thing. Agreed. Okay. What should we do next? I don't know, man. I thought you were picking the next one. We, we basically have like a dozen or so ads here in our Google Drive, and we're just like, let's do as many ads as we can in an episode. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of funky like episodes lately. The last episode was just a straight interview with uh, Jonathan from TMG Guitars. We've been doing a lot of guests, a lot of like, you know, talking about different things that we've done. Ever since NAM, things have been weird. Sure. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, they've been a little off. We just got to get. We got to get back to the core. Yeah, get back to the the. Give nitty, the people what they want. The nitty gritty of what we do, which is ads. Uh, apparently, man, I don't know what to pick. I don't know what to pick. Oh, you should have been figuring this out while I was reading that ad. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, this Fresno guitar from Luke Mundy. Oh yeah, this one's good. Yeah, two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, I'll take two. <laughs> Custom guitar. I'll take $250 for it. Call. And then there's the phone number. Uh, this is great. This is came up perfectly because I'm going to join um, the Psychonauts. Is it the Psychonauts? Is that the game? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. I thought I had a description for this somewhere. Yeah, the description is custom guitar. I'll take 250 for it. No, Call. I thought I had like the full thing. That is it. the full thing. Maybe I'm just imagining the description that I came up for. We talked about this on the group for yeah. for a long time. Well, Luke Monday posted it. Uh, it is a first act model guitar. Yeah. That has been heavily modified. What do you think the worth of this guitar was new? 75 maybe? Something around 50 there. 50 to 75 dollars. So, there's this whole fad that I feel like it started 7 years ago, 8 years ago, something like that. Like the whole steampunk thing, I'm sure it's older. Well, yeah, but it's uh, but that's when you yeah that's. I'm like talking when about like the internet incarnation of steampunk. Yeah, when did Bioshock come out? Do you re- I don't did remember. you ever play that game? I mean, technically, Wild Wild West is a steampunk movie, and that's like 15 years old now. Right? That's true. Yeah, like uh, Will Smith did that movie instead of The Matrix. Ah, good move, Will Smith. <laughs> um, so basically, people who are into steampunk just like glue a bunch of craft stuff onto things and little clock gears and pieces of metal with rivets in it. And you make it sound so dumb. It is so like you dumb. You make it sound way it is, dumber than it really is. It's really so dumb. So it's not just like they're gluing craft supplies. It's And so, there's like copper pipes. Yeah, and th- this you know, guitar is cla- like it, oddities from freak shows sort of thing. This and, guitar it was originally made out of wood and now it's like plated in rusted metal. Right. You know what? 250 might be low on this just because you could get a lot more for it in 
scrap. Only if it's copper. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of copper on this. That's like the that's like the gold of steampunk is copper. There's some bizarre <laughs> things. There's a ton of rivets on here. Yeah, there oh, is, that's gonna be comfortable to play. There is a uh, like you said, like a water hose or like a dryer that hose. That is or whatever. a gas hose for you know general appliances. Right, either, right. You know your washer, your dryer, your you know anything in your house that runs on gas, your water heater. Yeah. And it's sticking right out where you would put your leg if you put this thing on your knee. Well, and then it interrupts the fret access. No, I could still get my hand through there. You could, but it's not going to be great. Sure. My favorite, You're going to have to stick your hand through the hole to get that fret access. My favorite part is everything about this guitar is like rusted as crap. It's yeah. not even necessarily rusted, but it's, it's it's all that it's all browns and golds. Like that's the hallmark of steampunk is everything is browns and golds. Yeah. And then there's this shiny as crap uh, pressure gauge mounted on the opposite side of the oh, guitar. Yeah. That's like that. It's cr- like it's chrome, and like I said, everything else is is brown or gold. That thing Except looks like chrome like gauge. they bought it for three dollars at the at the automotive booth at the swap meet. Probably. And they the, probably uh, just took it off of their. They're like, oh, I'm not going to ride this bicycle anymore now. <laughs> now that I've got a what's the bicycle called? That's got like the huge front wheel and the tiny back wheel. What are right. those called? Oh, uh, a penny farthing. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I got this penny farthing. I don't need this tire pump anymore. Oh I'm going to take gosh. the jack off of this and put it on my guitar. There's like gas canisters on this from something. I don't know what those would be from. Uh, there, there's a hole. That looks like a sound hole, but if you look inside, there's a baby doll head inside of it. Yeah. So yeah. this is starting to cross over into like horror movie territory. The thing is, so I I actually looked at a bunch of different first act models. I recognized within like a couple minutes, this is a first act. Um, I started looking at all the different models. I mean, actually, the thing that was the giveaway to me is the pickup. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that is that's the a, first act that's pickup. That's the first act pickup Only cover. it's been spray painted brass. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it's been spray painted. I could not find a uh, a model with this body type in this control layout um, that had because you had mentioned that you thought that some that this was one of the ones they had the ones with the built in speakers. Yeah, you thought oh they ripped out the speaker and they put a doll's head in there, but I couldn't find one like that. I think what they did. Is this was maybe a two? This was originally like a two pickup model or something, uh-huh. or some kind of setup where there was already maybe with the with the single pickup models they cover the the they just use the same bodies uh-huh. and they cover the neck pickup route with the pick guard. So this guy took the pick guard off and they're like, oh, there's a route here. What can I do with it? Oh, let's turn it into a circle and put a doll's head into it. Yeah. So that's what I think is going on here. Uh, two hundred fifty bucks. Do you think this sold to some like steampunk guy? When I go to the zoo next year and Steam Powered Giraffe is playing again, am I going to see this guitar? No, because those guys can probably afford to get something legit made for themselves. This is just a bad idea. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a fan. Listen, I'm. I like steampunk stuff. If it's no, done, you don't. If it's done right. Like if if someone pulled out this guitar and they flipped a switch and all of a sudden like steam started shooting out of cracks 
and like the pressure gauge started jumping around and there was a little cutout with gears and the gears started grinding. Maybe that's what those little gas canisters are for. The, the gears started grinding against each other and you show me that like you put a ton of work into making this thing look like it's actually doing something. I would be like, whoa, that's really cool. But, right, the, whole, but it, the whole like steampunk thing of, oh, I'll just glue a bunch of gears to a top hat. Now I'm steampunk, which is basically the embodiment of the spirit of this oh, guitar. Oh, I've got some old timey goggles. Now I'm yeah. steampunk. No, I'm steampunk. No, you just like bought something and glued it to a thing. Like I want to see, you know, I'm all for nerdy stuff if you actually make it cool, you know? Like I just, if you make it, if you make it. If you go the extra step, don't no, just don't just glue stuff to things and make it, you know, look like it could be something. Because then you're just making a prop. You're not making, I don't know. Well, even if you put a attach a motor to it to make all the gears move, if they're not actually doing something, it's still a prop. Yeah, but at least it is an extra level of effort, and you're communicating the thing that you're nerding out over much better rather than just, oh, I took a bunch of scrap metal and made like rivets and just made this look like an like it was ripped off an old train or something, you know? I don't know. I what I wanna see is I wanna see from Steampunk that the person doing it is actually intelligent enough to pull off those extra details. You're acting for asking for a lot there, Ryan. I know, right? Because the people who are intelligent enough to do that stuff are actually out building things <laughs> that have a function, you know? This is for people who, when they were kids, daydreamed of building a robot and then never got the education to actually build a robot, but still wanted to build a robot, but didn't actually want to learn how to do Jeez, it. Jeez, dude. <laughs> That was quite. I have, I'm not. I have feelings against the steampunk that stuff. That was quite a ramble there. I know. I know. It's not the best. Do you have another ad picked? I had one picked, but then I realized I didn't take the picture. Oh come on! That I needed to, but I'm finding it because it's still on reverb because it, I don't think it's sold. And the reason it hasn't sold is because this person is a moron. <laughs> um, and so as my phone loads iPhone 4. Hey guys, if you think I should be using a phone that's better than an iPhone 4, send us money. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'm not. Oh, it's not sold. It's not. Uh... Oh, it's it's sold? What the crap? Oh, I can't believe it's sold. What is it, Steve? Jeez, where did it go? Oh, here it is. <laughs> this is really interesting I listening. Um, Fender, American Standard Stratocaster Body and Custom Shop. Fat 50s pickups, 2010s, Olympic white. This was sent to us by Adam Dolhanek. Did we decide that it's Dolhanek or Dolhanek? Wait, which one is this? Let me pull it up. Uh, I It says Fender body only, no neck. I think it's, oh, it's what on the reverb. Is. Well, it's it's also picture. You can see the picture. Oh, is it on drive? It's on drive. There's a okay, picture on drive, but I apparently didn't take a picture of the actual text. Okay, let me find it. This is an Olympic white Fender Stratocaster. Uh, body and custom shop fat 50s pickups 2010s olympic white oh i remember this one so there's a this is a picture of a full guitar yeah and there's like several pictures that highlight the greatness of the neck yeah or whatever neck not included please stop asking is the first line of this ad dude if you're maybe just- if you're just trying to sell the body i don't know take the neck off yeah. If you're only going to sell the body, what are you doing with the neck? Whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. Take the neck off and take some new freaking pictures, idiot. Yeah, that's really bad. 
Anyway, uh, this is a Fender American standard Stratocaster body. The rest of this doesn't matter. I'm just going to read the part where he says things that are stupid. Like, <laughs> it comes with the body completely unloaded and the pickups. So, so not only, okay, blah, blah, blah. It's still a really good price. I don't know what the price is. This thing already sold. Uh, I should have written it down. No, just kidding. I don't really care. Uh, so apparently the body and the pickups are two of the most expensive parts of a strat style guitar no bro there's only like six parts they're all the most expensive part oh speaking of me ranting today we're drinking uh humbly legit ipa from new english brewing i don't know what that has to do with you ranting but okay yeah i probably would be ranting anyway but my beer's gone yeah Probably um, legit IPA. I'm enjoying it. It's it is. Good it stuff. is legit. It's a. It's a more mellow take on IPA. It's more in the traditional English style. Style, I think. Sure. Than uh, a lot of like your your stones or your uh, ballast points or your, your uh, Southern California style crazy yeah, hoppy Lagunitas hop stupid and yeah. And, you know, it's just not. It's it's still bitter, but it's not. It doesn't feel like you're tasting into grapefruit or pine cone. Right. Continuing on. <laughs> Back I to the episode. I repeat, the body does not come with pit guard, trim, or hardware, or neck. I can leave the strap buttons on if you so wish. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks for the, that sweet strap button hookup. Body and pickups. That's all. Hey, while you're at it, can you just strip the body? I, I only want the body. I don't. I don't want the paint. <laughs> I don't want it that color. Could you please take the paint off? You yeah. can keep the paint. What kind of discount do I get <laughs> if I don't want the paint? Oh my god! Oh, so this, this guy w- is too angry for someone who didn't push put up correct photos. This was listed for three hundred and fifty dollars plus twenty five dollars shipping. Now, is this worth it? I don't know. I didn't bother pricing Fender American bodies for this episode. <sighs> I didn't bother. Pro- Actually, I, I think a set of Fat Fifties runs. You can probably get a set of Fat 50s used for about 125 bucks. So you're talking about 125 bucks for pickups and uh, $225 for an empty body. That price isn't bad. No, it's probably fair. But I still hate you for riding that ad space instead of just taking new pickups. You're going to take the neck off when you sell this thing. You're going to take every, the free yeah. pick guard and everything else off when you sell this thing. Just do it. You know what would have been great is pictures of... Of the uh, the the body, so that you could see the route and you could see the 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 neck heel. Yeah, that would have been super useful. Yeah, totally. You know what else? What you know? What this reminds me of is like is like the <laughs> is the when the guy has like a picture on. You usually see this on Craigslist or eBay, and he's like got some like person that he thinks is sexually attractive oh my god probably his girlfriend or fiance or like stepsister i don't know (laughs) Um, (laughs) holding the guitar in like her bikini or whatever and whenever i see those i always would be like be like not interested in guitar how much for the girl oh my gosh so douchey (laughs) it's just like come on man Uh, yeah people are harassing you because you took stupid pictures of your guitar don't get mad at those people. Just fix the problem. Yeah, take new pictures. You're going to take the, the thing apart anyways. Take the pictures of the thing when it's taken apart. All right, next ad. I've already picked it. Hooray. <laughs> Fender guitar amp, pedal store display case. Yeah. $325. 
Did we find this? Someone must have sent this to uh, us. Yeah, this is local. So is we both found it, but I didn't send it to you. And you were like, how much do you think this is worth? And I, I was like, I don't know. Or maybe I sent it to you. You know what? I think I sent it to you. And I was like, if this was 75 bucks, I would buy this. Totally, totally. Uh, this is basically like the 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 body of what would you say? Like a Fender Champ? or like I think it's at least Blues, Blues Junior? Junior size. Yeah. And it's... Is this something that Fender did, or is this a homemade thing? I think it's homemade. It doesn't look great. I think some part of the reason it doesn't look great is, one, I think it's old. Yeah. Uh, and two, I just think it's a really crappy picture set. Yeah, it's, it's an amp. It's the box of an amp that has the, the, the speaker grill has been taken out, and it's been made to have two shelves inside as a display case for pedals but i can't imagine this being terribly a terribly great display case just cuz the size is pretty small and where are you going you're going to have to have this pretty high up on a counter for people to be able to see the pedals in it yeah this is a this is like a fender blonde is that is that what they called this color blonde? yeah yeah um with like kind of the oxblood color logo, uh-huh. I, it, it looks great. But my issue is like I could find a Blues Junior in this finish for maybe a little bit more money. Well, here let's read the description: Fender Music Store display case. It was used in music stores to show off Fender pedals. I believe it is at least eight years old. Please reply with a valid number. And if you have any other info on this case, please let me know. Rare, vintage, collectible, common guitar guys, please let me know. If you're serious, please feel free to make an offer. So this guy doesn't even know. Yeah. He's looking for information. Uh, I, what, 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 is, what would you do with this? I mean, you could fill it with uh, your guitar-themed or music-themed Precious Moments dolls. <laughs> that's no, nah, it's probably not tall enough. Because um, you got a lot of Precious Moments dolls. Well, I just I have the full-size ones. Yeah, yeah. Like the the ones that are like the six-inch figurines. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, I was thinking of the ones that were like the size of like the old GI Joes, like twelve inches. Oh, okay. No, that, I don't have any that big. Um. You know, I would imagine that this may be set on a countertop, like at at like chest level. So it probably wasn't like that awkward of a dis- display case, but still, but like it's deep. It's deep. It's probably hard to see this stuff in the back. I don't know. Like this is a kind of a gimmicky thing that I could see in a music store. But what are you gonna? Do? I I think the best case scenario for this is conversion to fish tank. That'd be cool. Yeah. But it, it's made out of wood. Well, you'd have to like you'd have to plop an existing fish tank into it, you know. Or or I don't know. I don't know what what you could put in this that would actually be cool. Maybe like a a shadow box sort of thing where you put pictures of your family or something in it. I okay. don't know. How about um, or best case scenario is you gut this out and turn it into an amp somehow? Yeah. Okay. Best case scenario, you buy this for a hundred dollars. You just happen to have a Blues Junior chassis laying around your house, and you install it. <laughs> you turn it back into a Blues Junior. Yeah. But a hundred dollars seems steep to me. I feel like you could do better. Well, yeah, you probably could. And I mean, then there's a lot of work you got to do here because you got to strip out what, every, what everything that's in there. Yeah, and you're gonna have to cut your own baffle or you buy a baffle board for yeah. the uh, thing and actually like I, I 
Uh, I can't tell from these pictures. For some reason, I was thinking that this is actually set up to be a display case, so you couldn't just mount a chassis in it because it doesn't have the cutout for the knobs. It's hard to tell from the picture. Yeah. Either way, $325. There is a high watt, uh, like a 1976 high watt. No, I'll take it back. It's not a high watt. It's a Sound City. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's one of these like big 70s, super high wattage tube amp brands. Classic brand, Sound City is. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, for an empty case for one of those, it was for a head, the guy's asking like $160. That's and, on Craigslist right now? And that's on Craigslist. And that seems crazy to me still to buy like an empty cab for like, yeah. or for 160 bucks. But I understand like there are people who will make the argument. And I'm not saying, like I said, I can't, I can't justify it, but I know people will make the argument that Back in the 70s, like these were like ultra robust cabinets. Right. And if you were going to go somewhere and have someone custom make you an empty head, uh, that you would be paying in that range for like something that was just like raw finished. Whereas this Sound City thing is Tolex or whatever. Still, that's $160 for something that's like a classic potential piece of history, not something that is a fender prop. Right. I It's, it's not a good buy. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Pick an ad, oh, man. Oh, hey. I'm going to go with this ad from Jake Panatopal. Did we decide that's how to pronounce his name? I didn't decide anything, man. I, I don't know what his parents said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when his parents called the show and told us how to pronounce his name. I think it's Panatopal. Panatopal. <laughs> Panatope. Panat, Panantelope. I'm not going to help you. If <laughs> I don't pre- say anything, I remain correct. I'm pretty sure it's Panatopal. <laughs> I might be getting the O wrong. This is a red signature series Gibson for $300. It's in Canada, so the price is weird. No, it's not. Canada, your price is still wrong. Edmonton, Alberta. All right. I have a signature series Gibson that I'm looking to sell. Whose signature, you ask? I'm just ad-libbing here. It's not actually in here. I'm going to read the whole thing. All right. Okay. That I'm looking to sell... I got it about six months ago for four hundred dollars, and I'm looking for why. What drunk person? How what? drunk were you? I, I I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Sorry. Continuing on, and I'm looking for three hundred dollars for it. It's in great condition and plays great. If interested, text or email me. Also, will accept trades for other guitars or equipment. I don't know how things work in Canada. Maybe they're really desperate for really crappy guitars. I don't think so, man. Uh, I mean, they do have Godan, which is a pretty awesome brand. And they got Seagull. Well, that's... Seagull's part of Godan. Oh, okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is a Gibson Signature Series. What that means is that it actually doesn't say Gibson anywhere on this guitar. It just says Signature Series on the headstock. Right. It is a... Uh, SG two pickup body bolt on neck. These were sold in the United States at Best Buy for ninety nine ninety nine. I, I believe think they sold them at Costco too. They may have have they had them at all of the big box stores. Yeah, like Target, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, Gibson also was selling. They so Gibson sold the Signature Series and they sold the Gibson Maestro. Yeah. Um, as much as I have complained about. Fender diluting their brand by having the Fender Starcaster <laughs> and how that doesn't make any sense to me because it's like you've got Fender Fender Star Starcaster by Fender or whatever and the Starcaster is actually like a kind of a 
legit guitar. The, the real the, Starcaster. The original Starcaster from the 70s. Yeah. And then they went and slapped Starcaster on a guitar that's a sub $100 guitar yeah. for department stores. They're it's garbage. Like, why would they do that to their model name? It's like if 100 years from now they start slapping, you know, like Les Paul on the worst piece of garbage, which, well, you know, could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, they already do that. It's called the Epiphone Les Paul oh, 100. On. You know what I mean, though? Like this yeah. is. No, what this is is um, if Apple came out with like a version of the iPhone that had like only had one gigabyte storage and was running a, a Intel 486 processor. Right, right. And they're like, check out this budget-minded Apple phone. No, guys, don't it, what, do it. What it's like is if like Chevrolet came out with like a budget-level car, like a two-seater you know, like student driving kind of car and named it the Ferrari, you know? <laughs> Ferrari by Chevy. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like this con- total confusion. I don't know who actually, does anyone own Ferrari now? Or are they? Are yeah, they- Ferrari owns Ferrari. I didn't know if they were bought up by anyone. I, I don't, don't know. think so. It's like if Chevy owned the Ferrari brand and then made a crappy car called the Ferrari. Like yeah. it's just total brand confusion uh, that doesn't help them in any way. But yeah, this thing, if this guy paid $400 six months ago, he needs a time machine, man. That's a bad deal. Yeah, I don't care if you're in Canada. That's I would, a bad deal. I would guess with the, with the if I factor in import and dollar differential, maybe he should have paid like, I don't know, like 150 bucks. How, what is their, what is their dollar system in Canada? What do they even call their money? The dollars. They call them dollars? Yeah, the Canadian dollar. Oh, okay. The, the CAD. So they're in the US, whenever you refer to the US dollar, it's the online, it's the USD. You know, whoever sold this to him for $400, I hope afterwards they called him up and said sorry because <laughs> he, he got he got royally screwed on this sorry about selling a boot selling oh, you a- remember that guitar i sold you sorry about that sorry about that guitar i sold you oh no i can't have your money back sorry about that oh my gosh <laughs> okay, all right now i gotta find an ad yeah huh? we're finding these ads real quick guys Lefty righty. Oh, lefty righty. Yeah, we're only forty minutes in. I feel like we're rushing and we're hitting the. No, point. dude, this is this is the goal. This is the goal to hit as we're many li- as possible. We're living the dream, but we're gonna eventually start getting into the muck of like just the worst of what we have. Here. I don't care. All right, all right. We're living the dream of an all ads episode. Uh, MIM Telecaster lefty to righty, two hundred fifty dollars in Cherryville, North Carolina. So, would, do you know who sent this? Uh, I do not. Uh, it's if it's in North Carolina, it's either Kyle Smith, Brad Moses, or the third guy in North Carolina whose name I can't remember. And now I feel like a jerk. You f- you have impressed me that you have memorized where all our listeners live. Well, we have we have three or four guys in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash sixty cycle hump. That. Are all in like the Charlotte area, uh-huh. and will um, post like if it's funny because their interaction is like, I was gonna post this, I was gonna post this, but but he he beat me to it. 
All right, so the description says, bought this as a project to see if I could make a left-handed Fender Telecaster a playable right-handed Tele... Well, it's playable, plays good, and takes some getting used to. No joke! Also, also, if you're a lefty, it's not hard to change back, asking 250 If you're a lefty, that's a killer deal. Yeah, no, you're right. for a Mexican Telecaster... What I hope this thing sold to a lefty, and I hope he's just super stoked. Yeah, um, you know it's it's really hard for left-handed guitars to find uh, quality gear. Uh, well, that's what they get for being wrong. Yeah, that's what you get for learning the wrong way. Um, but the, what this person did is basically they put a strap button on the lower horn of a left-handed Telecaster, and then I'm assuming they swapped the nut backwards. So that they could play this thing uh, upside down, it's just a bad idea. Yeah, the Telecaster of of all of the co- guitars, it's already not that ergonomic. Yeah, why would you? Why would you? I, I when I see it on Strats, I'm like, all right, whatever. Right. Uh, but you've give, killed given the fret the, axis. The single cut nature of the Telecaster. The best guitar to do that to, if you're going to do that, is like an SG. Right. But even then, like the controls are jamming up under your arm, and it's just not a great situation, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I had a left handed uh, neck on a project guitar for a while. You take a close look at that neck, there's no uh, fret markers on the bottom side. <laughs> so you're looking at the top of your neck like the top edge of it, like, oh, where's my third fret? Where's my fifth fret? There's no markers. Why don't you just learn how to play the guitar? <laughs> you have to be looking down at the fretboard to see the uh, the dots. Like, there's no indicator dots. So if you're playing a left-handed guitar and you're righty and you flipped it over, like, you're kind of SOL Yeah. if you base anything visually off those dots, you know? Which is a lot of... Re- it's a big reason why I sold that neck. It's right. I just yeah, I get mean, used to it. it's it's a tough thing to get used to. It's definitely like something I use. Uh, one of the guys I know, I don't know if he listens to the show. I think he might, maybe, maybe not. Um, but uh, this guy Kyle got a guitar from uh, who's a local from I I forget what the name of the builder is it's like Klingenberger or something uh huh um but it's a custom built baritone uh huh with like fret lights installed oh no no it's actually like a really cool concept like I think Uh I think the lights might only be on the um on the edge okay and it's for playing like for playing on dark stages right right and uh so it's and I saw the guitar uh last weekend personally yeah wow it's uh, I don't remember what the story is on the lights because he didn't, and we didn't really talk about it. I was just thinking about it right now. I could be completely wrong, but it's a great looking guitar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you paid for it, but it's I'm sure it's up there because it's like a hand built kind of. What a does thing. that have to do with this Telecaster? Um. Oh, we we're talking about fret dot markers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can trace it back. Okay. Uh, you pick the next ad, man. I'm going to pick this one. It's not really dumb. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be dumb. I know. It's new on the market. Instrument pickup. See it in action. Your wife sent this. 
She uh, she every once in a while goes on these uh, like Craigslist trips where she's just going to find ads for us and will email us like fifteen ads. Yeah. So the thing that I, I kind of hate about this is that there's no price. And once you go to the website, and I didn't want to, I don't know how much this right. costs. So this is a retailer trying to sell through Craigslist. Yeah, it's MyersPickups.com. Uh, see it in action. Go to yeah MyersPickups.com. I just said that. Shut Say up. it again, Steve. <laughs> the versatile multi instrument powered pickup. The smallest all-in-one active preamp pickup on the market today. Complete out-of-the-box. Plug-in and play. All hardware included for three mounting options, including the new Grip. Instantly turn your instrument into an acoustic electric instrument with volume. Compatible with almost any musical instrument. Made in the USA. My promise to you, our company is built on integrity and equality. No, just regular quality. Oh, sorry. Not equality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're in San Luis Obispo. I was going to make a joke about the South and not being built on equality, but anyway. Uh, we just lost like hey, 300 it, listeners. you missed the last line. If, if you are not, not 100% satisfied with this pickup, I will gladly refund you your money with no questions asked. Well, the no questions asking doesn't work because he has to find out where you live. Like, oh, where do I send this? He asked a question. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, not if you go to his store. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, this is a really cool idea. Um, at least from what I can tell, I think it has like a little built-in or like a little attached microphone. Yeah. It's got like, it looks like it has a suction cup to like just attach to your side of your instrument. Oh, I hope that's not a suction cup. Oh, I, I want it to be. I could be wrong. Uh, there's like a volume knob, but the idea here is like this guy designed something that maybe it's like a transducer. I don't know, but he designed something that can function in the way of like an acoustic transducer that you can just slap onto anything that vibrates right? and amplify it. Sure. I don't know how much this costs. It might be like, it might sound like crap. It might be prohibitively expensive. I don't know. I just like the idea. It looks like a neat little box. I, I'd, it'd be interesting to know more information about it, I yeah. suppose. Some more information. Yeah, I don't know. All man. right, we're running out of room. What you got? Uh, do we want to hit? Let's hit that Chara amp. Chara amp. This was sent to us by Co. He he's now referring to himself in emails with nickname suggestions. Oh, really? Yeah. One of them was Co. The Wizard Schneider. <laughs> Co. The Craigslist Wizard. Uh, I believe in one he oh, referred to Oh, this is Reverbab, so he's he's just an ad wizard. Yeah, he... Co, <laughs> uh, the ad wizard. I never watched Seinfeld. Is that from Seinfeld? Yeah, that's like Jerry Seinfeld's line. Like He says like, Oh, uh, cheese in a can. Who are the ad wizards that came up with that one? I do not remember that. Yeah, I used that's to from, watch Seinfeld. I don't know if that's from the show, but that's part of his stand-up. Okay, so this thing is a Chara Amp... Amp... Amptique? Amptique. Amptique, like antique, but with amp in the word. Yeah. 15-watt amp, $1,600, $100 shipping. I feel like that's cheap shipping for this. It is a piece of furniture. Yeah. With an amplifier built into it. It looks like this was like an end table. Like yeah. A, like a curved t- curved front end table that would have had like a, a door that would open and then a drawer above it. And it's been converted into an amplifier. Let's pull up the description. 
Chara Amplification's unique line called Amp Amptiques. I can't get used to that word. Is trademarked. Amptiques is trademarked. Uh, the first in a unique brand blending furniture with amps. Each piece is one of a kind. Now you can hide away your practice amp in your home. It's hide not, away! It's not good marketing to call your $1,600 amp a practice amp. Yeah. That's not great. It's, and, here's the specs. 15-watt Spitfire clone amp hand-built with premium components. West Lab Transformers genuine matchless specs. Uh, two EL84 power plus two 12 AX7s preamp. A GZ34 rectifier tube. High and low inputs. Gain tone volume uh, tone. 16, 8, and 4 ohm speaker jacks. Chelsean G12H greenback. Uh, custom Say that again? Uh, I know, because you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> How would you pronounce it? I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Celestion. Celestion G12H, Greenback, UK speaker. Custom fit. Watch, watch, I'm totally wrong when we get this email. No, it's Chelstian. It it probably is Celestion. There's no H in there. Uh, custom fitted inside antique side table with drawer and door. Dimensions approximately 16 inches wide by 13 inches deep. By 24 inches tall, one of a kind. Uh, what do you think? This guy basically put like I I want to say these kits like if you have them built for you ahead of time are like seven or eight hundred bucks. Yeah, and then it's like custom mounted in this thing. I do agree with you that it's weird to call like a 15 watt matchless clone a practice amp. Yeah, um, but but this- you're not going to take this to a gig, are you? Maybe if I it was is. in a steampunk band. Oh, shut up. If I took this to a gig, I'd have to bring a lamp with me to put on the table. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I put a beer on it while I was playing, I'd definitely use a coaster. I want this amp to uh, to sit up next to me, and I'm going to play like a, like a jazz-style gig where I'm wearing like a smoking jacket the whole time. Oh, my gosh. And like I've got a big hollow body guitar, and I'm just going to sit there with like... With kind of my like, I'm gonna sit in a chair. I'm gonna bring this amp and like a chair, a high-backed wooden chair, in my smoking jacket and khakis, and I'm gonna play with my legs crossed, high fluting snooty jazz, uh-huh. uh huh, and just act like I'm the dopest with like a crystal, thing. like a crystal ashtray, and you're smoking a pipe. Smoking a pipe. I've got a a bottle of crevassier. Yeah. Uh, keep keep the, the whatever. I don't even know what crevassier is. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, it's fancy sounding. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I've got my uh my goblet of of cognac or whatever going. Just super classy. And I'm playing like lounge, like I said, like lounge jazz. You're playing white jazz. White jazz. Yeah. I'm playing uh, I've, it's my Robert Goulet cover band. Totally. Hey guys. This is Robert Goulet. And are you ready to rumble? That's a dead-on impression. I've never heard you do an impression so well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and you've done a lot of perfect dead-on oh, impressions. Yeah. I'm this the... thing, I I don't know if I could justify this for sixteen hundred bucks though. I mean, it's almost eighteen hundred after shipping. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but it's a three-knob. 
15 watt tube amp. I realize it's a clone of a matchless, but it's not a matchless. It's a clone right. of a matchless. And it's in a piece of furniture that I'm never going to take to a gig. And furniture is put together different than than speaker cabinets. Right. It's not built to be uh, uh, vibration resistant. But the idea is that this is going to be put in... Well, do you know that? Because this Dude, was custom the, the built. the door is on two hinges. Yeah, that's true. This thing is going to vibrate like crazy. You're the, just going to have to tighten that up every once in a while. The drawer on the top is probably going to be bouncing around while this you're playing. This is a house amp. What a, a cool thing you could do with this is the same thing that people do with uh, with like pig nose amps is while you're playing you have your buddy open and close the door for yeah. like a wah effect for that funky wah thing yeah yeah um, <laughs> the other cool thing you could do oh, yeah with your friend is, just uh, slamming the door open and close while you're playing yeah um, the other thing I mean I don't know it's pretty expensive I think in the long run they're gonna have to get away with the from the clone language yeah. uh, and maybe they're and using the that practice be- stamp language because maybe they're just buying like seriotone stuff and assembling it i don't know uh but i think if he was actually like building the amp from scratch and it was like not just a seriotone or even just say it's a seriotone oh my god like whatever how don't look at the ad don't look at the ad put okay. your phone away how long ago do you think this ad was listed um three months two years ago whoa this has been on reverb since like reverb opened it's got over 2500 views wow this only had two offers in two years those are people probably going i'll give you 600 bucks for it yeah yeah and was this like no one wants this when was so this was listed two years ago but how and reverb has only been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Jeez. Well, now I feel bad. <laughs> it's only got twenty-seven watchers. You know how bad I feel? How bad? Kit Gibson, four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my gosh! New ad. We're in a new ad. Gibson, four hundred fifty dollars. Send me trade offers. Obo. This someone sent us a link to this a while back. And we've yeah. just been sitting on it in our ads folder. I've seen one of these locally. Yeah, me too. They're crazy looking. It is not a Gibson. Yeah. This person thinks it's a Gibson. The ad actually just says Gibson. We are just smarter than that. Yeah. It is some kind of kit that people order and then put together themselves. Or it is like a crazy like import like counterfeit sort of situation yeah but um, it's got an unbranded bigsby on it yeah it's got the craziest wood i've ever seen with a giant crazy knot in it yeah uh, it looks it's got like, like this kind of like uh you know when they used in the 70s they would do those guitars that would have multiple stripes of wood through it it's well, got it, that going on, but it's off center. Yeah, it, it feels like it's trying to be like the sandwich bot, uh, like the sandwich 
neck through style yeah. like a Gibson uh like a Gibson Firebird sort of thing or like Alembic was really known for and we don't have a good picture of it here but the headstock is crazy yeah. well so this wood isn't even trying to be the sandwich thing this looks just like wood paneling that you would find from a, on a house like yeah on the interior of a house not a house a trailer park yeah the a trailer home the in the headstock if imagine you have the Gibson headstock and then you said like hey I'm going to remove like a quarter inch circle from the mid- middle of the top of the book scroll yeah that's what this headstock is well there there are guitars I feel like Hoffner did that like there's there are guitar companies who have that headstock right like with the big kind of like cut out out of it but never Gibson like it's, no this is just bizarre this is a kit you think it's a kit it looks yeah. very kitty. If it's not a kit, it's it's using the same parts that people sell as a kit. Yeah. Uh, because I, that's where I recognize that both actually I've seen the headstock shape on kits and the big, unbranded Bigsby is a popular kit thing. For 450 bucks, what do you think? Uh, I would not pay more than 150 bucks. That's exactly guitar. the number I had in my mind. I would not touch this thing over 150 bucks. I'd be at 150 bucks if you caught me on the right day and I was at the swap meet. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it home just to play around with it and see if I can make it do something. Sure. Like this, I'm not interested in this at all. The first thing I would do if I like saw this guitar dirt cheap at a swap meet and I bought it. I mean, dirt if cheap. I saw this at a swap meet for 150 bucks, the first thing I would do is out, is offer 75. Yeah, I try to get it down like under 100, and then when if I bought it and got it home, the second thing I would do is uh, is pull out the Dremel and just put some, <laughs> just get. I can't handle that. Like that, oh, that Gibson logo's got to go. Yeah, no kidding. Like I feel like at least put a piece of tape over it. I feel like it's embarrassing to try to pass this off as a Gibson. Oh, man. Like, the only people you're fooling are people who are as dumb as you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta find someone just as dumb as you to fall for the same trap you did (laughs) to unload this guitar. All right, we've got, like, maybe two or three ads left. I don't know what you want to hit. I feel we're at an hour now. All right. Let's pick one and call it done. All right. Is it your? It's your pick. Oh man, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna? We've do? got a BC Rich. We've got a Dillian Modern. I thought it was just Dylan. There is an I. I don't know if you pronounce it or not. We've got a Hard Luck guitar. We've got something from a high end boutique. That's it. Those are your choices. We're down to the dregs here. I'm just going to make some sounds. Let's do the Dylan. All right. Because then we'll get to actually talk about a guitar that's actually cool. Is this cool? Uh, Well, the Modern is. Okay. The Gibson Modern. Is is that how you pronounce it? The Modern? Uh, That's how I read it in my mind. How did you say it? I always call it the Modern. Modern. That's... Probably like as if it was supposed to be like a French pronunciation. Yeah, or like Italian or something like that. Yeah. Some kind of fancy European thing. Europe. So this is, uh, Dylan is kind of like one of these companies that makes affordable reproductions. Yeah, think uh, 
Jay Terser. Sure. Or maybe like not even quite East, as nice Eastwood. as Eastwood though. Yeah. Like kind of, more like Jay Terser. Uh the modern is or a really funky guitar from Gibson's history. Did they actually ever make these back in the day or I think did they they only... made very limited numbers of them. They came out as part of a line with the Explorers and the Flying Vs. Right. As like their whole like oh here's our Jetsons For guitars. For some reason I thought the Modern did so poorly like in tests right that it never got past the prototype stage but because it existed on paper eventually like it leaked and they actually ended up making it making them in like the 70s or 80s well i don't know the full story as far as that goes but i know that it was an actual gibson model and they have yeah. made variations of it over the years and uh you know dylan made it because you know there's obviously a little bit of a demand someone out there wanted this guitar i think it's actually kind of a really neat body shape it's funky enough that i'd be into it uh it's kind of a cross between a v and who knows what i'm not a big fan of the headstock it's got kind of like this weird yeah they've always had that out tail that as a headstock weird headstock that gibson experimented with i don't know why they experimented with that yeah um, i can't even imagine how the weird. strings line up with a nut on this thing. It's crazy looking. Because it's really wide. Yeah. How um, much do they want for this? I didn't... We didn't get a screen grab of the price. No. Um, I want to say, like, it was 350 maybe or 400 If you're really trying to get that look but you don't want to spend Gibson money, this is probably a good way to go about it. As long as you're not dependent on having the best playing guitar in the world you know yeah i mean i yeah. don't think dylan's are awful but you get what you pay for with them yeah just like a, just like a jay terser they're gonna you know what actually this is the perfect analog probably is epiphone uh, they're probably they probably were made in the same factories at one point probably probably i don't know i don't know man i feel like this was a bad ad to end on and i don't want to read another oh how many ads did we do this episode? i don't know i'll go back and count them later so many ads for this episode i don't know why we haven't done this sooner all right I'll it felt really liberating one two ha, three ha, ha, four ha, ha. five six seven eight nine ten oh eleven gosh, eleven no. ads eleven ads that's crazy. Crazy. We broke our record of four. Four. <laughs> hey, if you're going to break a record, you got to crush it. Yeah, we crushed our own so record. So next time we do an ad episode, it's going to have to have like 20 ads. Oh my gosh, no. And it's going to be two hours long. Oh my, no, we're just going to have to like, we got to do an ad episode where we read the ad and then we each say one sentence about the ad. Well, no, and we'll read we the ad and then we'll just say yes or no. And then we'll go on to the next <laughs> ad. <laughs> We got to do it at the same time, so it's like, uh, so it's like half the time you say yes and I say no, or vice versa. Mexican Stratocaster, one hundred and seventy-five dollars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Co, uh, this week's music is brought to us by Co. Who? Co. Who? Oh, you mean Ad Wizard? Co. This is signed. I'll read. Just read the whole thing. 
this song is by an artist named Matt Tyler. It's his lead single from an album he just recorded called Runnin'. It features Megan Blayfield of the worship duo Wild on backups. Uh, Co produced. Uh, you produced- mean Ad Wizard? <laughs> Co, the ad wizard Schneider, <laughs> produced, played bass, did some guitar work, co-wrote, and designed all the guitar sounds through the full EP. Ryan Poole, a.k.a. Bird Rock Music, did drums, beats, synth, co-produced, and slash mixed the EP. Uh, we don't have iTunes or Bandcamp information yet because this actually hasn't been released. Oh. Um, but we got exclusive. He says this track is the least guitar-centric of the project. But it's the first release, so I hope you enjoy Love, Co. the Wizard Schneider. I really enjoyed this song. It starts off as like this mellow uh, guitar thing, and then it kind of just goes sideways with some like kind of uh, electronic pop things going on. Uh-huh. I think there's some really obvious influences on this. And, sure. Uh, but that's not bad. No, of course um, not. But I think there's some things that you're going to recognize, and I really like the artists that I think that this song is kind of borrowing from. So I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, totally. I think it does a good job and I don't want to go into too much more detail because if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're going to like it probably just for what it is. And that's great. Yeah. So enjoy this. This song is called running by Matt Tyler. Well, before we play it, Oh yeah. Let's thank Walrus audio one more time for sponsoring the episode. Yeah. Thanks Walrus. Uh, you guys should go to uh, walrusaudio.com. Yeah. And check out all their lovely pedals. They're the ones who do the Janus fuzz tremolo. Yeah, that, that thing is nuts. It is nutballs. It's got Joey sticks on it. If you miss your Joey sticks, joysticks, Joey sticks. I don't know, man. You said Joey sticks. It's in my head. I don't know why it's there. That's what I said. Ah, uh, joysticks. Joysticks. Okay, it's got two joysticks on it. If you if you miss vintage gaming at all. You miss your Atari. <laughs> this is the pedal for you. Maybe RC car racing. I don't even remember. Like, I think the way it works is the the joystick for the fuzz side of it controls on one axis. It controls the amount of fuzz. And on the other, ax- other axis, it controls tone. I don't know. And then on the other side, on the tremolo side, one axis controls, I think, depth. And the other is... Ra- is speed? I think I think that is correct. That it, sounds accurate. It is nuts. There's no other pedal like it. They've got a bunch of other pedals too. That yeah, the one I'm looking kind for of modern, to, cl- modern classics. Yeah, the the Voyager is really popular. Um, they are now doing power supplies. Whoa! Uh, to kind of compete with Voo. I don't. I mean, I guess to compete with Voodoo well, Labs. Well, if you're doing power supplies, then you are competing with Voodoo Labs. Yeah, whether you're intentionally trying to do that or not. Sure, sure. Um, the one that I'm looking forward to dropping is not on the market yet. Is the Bellwether Delay? Oh, tell me about it. Uh, that's the one that we got to check out at Nam. That's like they're all analog. Analog uh, delay. I don't remember if it has built-in tap. I want to say it does, but it's just uh, we got to listen to a little. It sounds great, and yeah. I'm, I can't wait to see that thing on the market and see kind of what people are doing with it. Oh, and I gotta say, Walrus Audio, their bottles of water saved our butts at night. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, we were the, so thirsty. We were so thirsty. It's impossible to find water at Nam. They had bottles. Of that sweet, sweet stuff. <laughs> and we hung out there for a while just drinking our water, getting cool. Yeah. Hanging out at the booth, looking at stuff. Cool guys over there. 
Yeah. Thanks so, for sponsoring thanks us. Thanks for the sponsor. Again, this is Running by Matt Tyler. Thanks, Co, for sending us the song Who? as well. Co? The Ad Wizard. Oh, Ad Wizard. Ad Wizard. Okay, thanks, Co. See you guys next week. All right. Press on short and my heart pumps fast So afraid to finish last Another hill, another climb I have a thirst to live my life So I keep running